The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. A week break is over. Uh, and I don't mean weak as in it wasn't strong, but it was a week-long break from the movies. I was curious what you were meaning there. <laughs> He's uh, Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Uh, hi, Johnny. Hi, Austin. How are you? I'm excited for today's show. We've got a lot to go over today, including not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, mm. six new releases to talk about. That's pretty awesome. Six. Six. We also have, uh, courtesy of Megaplex Theaters, three classics that yeah. are playing at the theaters that uh, I only had the opportunity to see one of which in theaters originally. Really? So I've not had the theater experience with Ooh. the other two, and they are must-see on the theater. I would agree with that. Or and, in the theater, I should say, yeah. And you need to... Boy... I'm curious, though, which one you did see, but I think I know. But the other two? One's a typically February movie. Oh, wait a second. I read one incorrectly. Okay. I thought one was Apollo 13. No. No, it's not. Okay. All right. No, but the other one is a February movie that everybody loves. And I didn't see it in theaters. And we're going to have to do a throwback on that at some point. Oh, absolutely. That'll be our uh, From the Archives. For sure. Next week. Because that holiday is coming up next week. Yes, it is. Uh, All right. Well, we do have a lot to get to. We've got a poll question that is taking off like a man on fire. Oh, boy. Uh Uh, And uh, we uh, have a from the archives that I'll be honest with you, Johnny. I've never seen all the way through. Whoa. I've only seen the big moments, you know. This is a movie that, like last week's movie... You don't realize the rating of it because you've seen it on TV so many times that they've cut it all out. Well, that's the reason I've only seen bits and pieces is it came out at a time when I was too young to see said movie okay. or unsaid movie. Unsaid but, movie. So stay tuned for that. But before we get to a uh, a review preview of the six new movies this week, Johnny, it was your turn for Movie Zone Movie Showdown. Yeah, it was. Why did you pick what you picked and what were the results? So- I showed my son one of these movies. Okay. I showed, and, and just so everyone's tuned in, I put The Wedding Singer up against 51st Dates, both being Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore movies. Right. Now, they've done more. They've done Blended as well. Don't. Um, nah, forget about that Yeah, that's not so good. But I showed my son 51st Dates, because that's another movie that's always on TV as well. Right. It's actually... Actually, both of them Be are always on. Be kind to the microphone. I know. Did you see that? It just jumped God. away from me. Musicians and the way they treat microphones. Well, we mic drop. <laughs> so uh, I love Fifty First Dates. I think it's hilarious. Has I, he seen Wedding Singer? He has not seen Wedding okay. Singer yet. All right. But both of these movies are always on TV as well. So regardless of what the rating is, it's always cut and made for TV and, and nice. But uh, we had a pretty much... Landslide victory. Oh, it was? Yeah, well, I thought it, it was, was going to be close. It was 62 to 38. Okay, so yeah, two-thirds to one-third. Yeah, The Wedding Singer uh, one was 62% and 51st Dates at 38%. But I've got to tell you, 
I think Fifty First Dates is an underrated movie with those two. So you would have voted for Fifty First Dates. I would have voted for Fifty First Dates. As much as I love The Wedding Singer and it's hilarious, I just love some of the comedy that they put into Fifty First Dates. I think that they're both uh, terrific, good fun. I'm going to take a Malachi. But uh, I, <laughs> I voted for uh, uh, The Wedding Singer. Did you? Because 80s and the, the, the look of things sure. and... and the the songs Billy Idol is in it. Yeah, come on. My my favorite line is uh, when he's with his ex girlfriend. Yeah, his ex girlfriend comes over and he says, "Now get out of my Van Halen T-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up." Yeah, <laughs> I found I laughed literally out loud when I saw that. Yep, yep. Uh, and it's got one of my favorite breakup songs ever that we can't play here on, on the air. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You and I. Okay, anyway. So I, I I get why you like 51st Dates. It's a fun time. It's a fun movie. It actually talks about some real life, uh, do I want to say problems that people sometimes yeah. have? You know, yeah. it's conditions, real conditions, but uh, they made a, a fun movie out of it. And not making light of the condition, it's just the movie's fun is what I mean. Yeah, uh, and... Uh, Adam Sandler movies in general, Johnny. Just a thumbs up or thumbs down when you hear that Adam Sandler has a new movie coming out. It used to be a thumbs up, and now it's kind of like a thumbs even. No, thumbs up or thumbs down. No no Julius Caesar here. I, I've got to go thumbs down then. Okay. I do. Yeah. Um, Billy Madison, I absolutely love. The Wedding Singer, I love. 51st Dates, Happy I Gilmore. Love. Happy Gilmore. Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. Big Daddy. Mr. Deeds and Big Daddy's kind of where it started going downhill what? for me a little bit. You're crazy. They're still funny and great, but they're just kind of, they're not on that same level as like Wedding Singer. It's kind of like Will Ferrell. His earlier movies were unbelievable, and then they kind of just took this turn. Yeah, and because then you throw in things like Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, Jack and Jill, Spanglish. Right. right. Uh, you throw in uh, Halloween Hubie or whatever it was this last October, which was... It was a fun time. But. Eight Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah. Yeah. I actually liked, uh, uh, what was the first Little one? Little Nicky. I love Little Nicky. I'm throwing this mic around again. Yeah. I love Little Nicky. You're, you're ridiculous. I was hit in the face by my brother Cassius. <laughs> See, it's just stupid voices. That's all, that's all he does. But hey, uh, he's a legend. Whether you like his movies or not, he's a legend. I remember him getting started on MTV. This is before... Uh, so it would have been late 80s, early 90s. He was doing, there was a game show on MTV, and he would just come out and do a weird voice and a weird thing and then go away. That was it? That was it. That's all he did. Wasn't singled out, was it? No, it wasn't singled out. I would have to look it up here. Huh. Uh, by the way, we should do a podcast about old MTV oh, game man. shows. We could. What was the one where they were in the library and couldn't laugh? Oh, Silent Library. Oh, I love that show. Yes. So I'm going to go watch clips of that, that right was, now. That was taken from a Japanese show. Sure, yeah. And, and if you go on YouTube and watch the Japanese Silent Library, it's even better. <laughs> so, uh, I, okay. Well, we're down the rabbit hole here. Yeah, we did. On Adam Sandler. All right, so there you go. That's the Movie Zone Movie Showdown. Uh, 51st Dates loses yeah. to uh, The Wedding Singer. And I like to. I pride myself on picking the or uh, the uh, the loser each week. You want the loser to win? Well, no. I typically like the loser better than the oh, winner. Sure, but not in this case. But in this case, I picked the winner. So, all right, six new movies in the theaters this week. We got to talk about Johnny. Let's just dive right in. Let's do it. And I'm going to start with the one that spurned our poll question this week. Okay. 
So uh, going down the list here, to the second movie listed from our guy, Larry Tassoni. And again, thanks to Larry and Jeff over at Megaplex Theaters for helping us out each and every week right here on the, the Movie Zone. This is called The Little Things. It's rated R. It's a crime drama thriller starring Jared Leto. Better actor or musician, Jared Leto? I'm going to go actor. I am too. Yeah. Not that he's not a good musician. No, he's a great musician. Was it uh, uh, 30 Seconds 30 to Mars? 30 Seconds to Mars, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to go actor. Rami Malek, better musician or actor? Actor. Because <laughs> <laughs> he played Freddie Mercury. But he course. was great as Freddie. Terrific. And then the big hitter, Denzel Washington. Much better actor than musician. <laughs> Deke, played by Denzel Washington, a burnt out Kern County, California deputy sheriff, teams up with Baxter, played by Rami Malik, a crack LASD detective. Not that he's a detective that works in crack. He's just a crack detective. Right. I gotcha. Uh, they they uh, team up <laughs> to nab a serial killer. Deke's nose for the little things proves eerily accurate but his willingness to circumvent the rules embroils Baxter in a soul-shattering dilemma. Meanwhile, Deke must wrestle with a dark secret from his own past. Jared Leto playing a kind of Hannibal Lecter-like character. Yeah, and I, I got that vibe as well when I watched the trailer for this. I got that Silence of the Lambs kind of... Not, not that it's the same thing, but I just got that feeling. It's very, you know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's even right down to the lead cop having things from their past that they've got to deal with yeah it's very similar to silence of the lambs but having watched this trailer a couple weeks ago just randomly on social media i'm excited that it's coming out and it's in theaters because it looks really good it does look really good and i mean denzel's a monster actor anyways and you know it's just anything he's in is usually pretty good even though he kind of does a very similar character in almost every one of his movies yeah he has the same delivery in all of his movies sure they're still so i can't in fact uh, speaking of which our poll question this week if you want to play along on twitter at austin horton at johnny lightfoot as zone sports net name your favorite and least favorite denzel movie i don't know how i couldn't answer the second half of that your i don't least? Yeah. i don't know a denzel movie i've seen that i would say oh that's my least favorite boy it's tough that's because a tough one. and that's why i worded the poll question that way because it's they're still great but you gotta rank it from the best to the least best not the worst because they're not bad no no they're not bad so at your all. favorite and least favorite denzel movie you know just on a side note you just said uh denzel kind of plays the same delivery same actor that kind of seems to be the trend i mean if you think about it liam neeson is the same way yeah um who who else is ben that affleck way? ben it. affleck i mean they they play even almost uh walter goggins googans goggins Goggins, huh? Walter Goggins, the guy in Fat Man, and he was in Justified. Uh, no? I don't know who that is. No? Walter Goggins? You don't know I him? didn't see Fat Man. Well, you're missing out. I've only seen an episode of, of Justified. I think he was in Justified. I'm sure I'd recognize him. I'll Google his face real quick. Well, that seems to be kind of the, the look. Oh, I mean, the yeah, look, yeah, the, yeah, The yeah. trend that's going on with- The Hateful uh, Eight. He's right. The Hateful Eight, yeah. Right. Okay. The, the kind of the trend that a lot of actors just play the same character now. Instead of where it's very diverse- yeah. I mean, Liam Neeson, I went and saw The Marksman, and granted, it's a totally different movie than I've got a special set of skills, but he still has a special set of skills. Sure. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. Was it a fun movie? It was a fun movie. Yeah, I th- it looked like a good it movie. It was a fun movie. It's, you know, ex- ex-Marine yeah. kind of thing. So uh, the uh, the little things, starring Denzel, starring Rami Malek, starring Jared Leto, I'm giving that a go for sure. Can't wait to see it. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over the one. I'm gonna let you read it, but I want to go to Malcolm and Marie. Okay. This is a rated R drama romance. Ooh. Starring Zendaya, John David Washington. Do you know who John David Washington's father is? I think I do, but you tell me. Denzel Washington. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> you know John David from uh, Black Klansman? Yes. Among other things. Yes. Yeah. A filmmaker returns home with his girlfriend following a celebratory movie premiere. Yeah. So they return home from watching a movie premiere. <laughs> As he awaits what's sure to be critical and financial success. The evening suddenly takes a turn as revelations about their relationship begin to surface, testing the strength of their love. Now, the tagline in this is, this is not a love story. This is a story of love. Okay. Kind of like marriage story was. Yes. It's also shot in black and white. Oh. So I it has so it's that trying really hard to be artsy. It has that arts film vibe oh, to it. This is also I just want to stress this is also a Netflix made movie. Okay, being shown in the Megaplex. So if you want to get the full theater experience, that's right. Available at Megaplex theaters. I I'll watch it. It remind watching the trailer reminded me of a Sundance movie. So for those of you who are still maybe you didn't go to Sundance this year, I don't think anyone could. It was all virtual. But you want that still that Sundance vibe? I you mean last is, year? Because no. it would be coming up this year. Like next week wouldn't have been. No, it's in January. Oh, oh well. Yeah. It's the final January. week of January? No, it's in January. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, it's it didn't January. happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. No, it happened, no Sundays. It happened virtually. But this is that type of movie. It reminds me of that. If you want that Sundance vibe and feel, this is the movie. Uh, let's go to the, or excuse me, Nomadland, an R-rated drama. And Larry Tassoni mentions here that this is a best picture favorite for the Oscars mm. uh, coming up in February. Exclusively playing in IMAX at Jordan Commons in advance of its official opening on February 19th. So you get to see it now in IMAX at Jordan Commons almost a full month before it actually releases in theaters. Nomadland stars Francis McDormand and David Strathairn. After losing everything in the Great Recession, a woman embarks on a journey through the American West living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. (laughs) The film features real nomads Linda May, Swanky, and Bob Wells as Fern's mentors and comrades in her exploration through the vast landscape of the American West. Swanky. That's the real life nomad's yeah, name. Yeah. Swanky. Swanky. I could not do the nomad life. Uh, you could. You think I could, I really? I think you could. I think you could. I don't you, know. You're a traveling musician. Yeah, but I stayed in five-star hotels. When you, when you made it. But before that, and when you yeah. gig now, yeah, yeah, I'm, there's a there's a lot of van living I'm, as a musician. Yeah, oh, there is a lot of that, absolutely. <laughs> so, Nomadland, a Best Picture favorite. Uh, so, if you're into seeing those Oscar nominees before the Oscars happen, get out to the theaters and catch Nomadland. I'm going to talk about the movie Supernova, okay. which is a rated R drama romance starring Colin Firth and one of my favorite actors, Stanley Tucci. Me too. Me too. Sam and Tusker are traveling across England in their old RV, speaking of nomads, Mm -hmm. in their old RV to visit friends, family, and places from their past. Since Tusker was diagnosed with dementia two years ago, their time together is the most important thing they have. Oh, man. That 
that's a tough one. This sounds like a buddy movie with a sad ending. Sounds like uh, sounds like blind or not blind date. Uh, uh, <laughs> bucket list. Yes, right. But without the that was with Morgan Freeman and uh, uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, but this sounds like it's a little more heavy than that movie was even. It does, but Stanley Tucci's great. And so was Colin Firth. Oh, yep. absolutely. St. Maud, an R-rated drama horror mystery starring no one I've heard of, including Morphid Clark, Jennifer Ely, and Lily Knight, follows a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient, Hard Pass. Not seeing this one. Okay. I could, I could, I could kind of get in there. You're not going to see it because it's a horror It's got the movie. word horror in there. Yeah, yeah. but it's got mystery... No, thanks. No? No. Did you notice something about all these new movies? Uh, No. They're all rated R. Every one of them. Yeah. Oh, think of the children. Okay. I know. <laughs> and the final one is The Mad Hatter, starring, again, nobody we've ever heard of. Was it Armando? Good. How do you say that last name? I am so bad with names. Gutierrez? Is that okay? I'll take it. You know away. Nick Miller from, uh, uh, oh no, that was the character's name on New Girl. Right. Not the actor's name. My bad. And Samuel Caleb Walker. Okay. Henry and three of his classmates encounter mind-bending ghostly terror. I'm out. When they are volunteered for a weekend study with their psychology professor in a haunted Mad Hatter mansion. This is a rated R horror thriller. Have we heard of The Shining? Have we heard of several movies like this plot? Exactly. All right. Uh, so there you go. Those are the six new movies. Nomadland, The Little Things, Supernova, Malcolm and Marie, St. Maud, and The Mad Hatter. But also returning to Megaplex theaters as classics. Three movies, including the rated G documentary and history called mm -hmm. Apollo 11 Quarantine. Returning to select IMAX locations and including 20 new minutes of footage, this film is a look at the Apollo 11 mission to land on the moon, led by Commander Neil Armstrong and pilots Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins. Mm -hmm. A first-hand look at how Apollo 11 was shot on a soundstage. I like it. Get it? <laughs> I, got, I see what you did there. For you conspiracy theorists. Do you really think it's shot on a soundstage? No. It, it happened. We, we could do a whole show on that. But it's more fun to think it didn't. But also returning is a rated PG comedy fantasy romance entitled Groundhog Day. Entitled Groundhog Day. Oh, entitled Groundhog entitled Day. Entitled Groundhog Day. A weatherman. <laughs> a finds, weatherman. Finds himself. Finds himself. Inexplicably living the same day over and over and, and over, over and, and over. over. And over. In fact, he even learned how to play the piano again. <laughs> he did. Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott. A, amazing movie. One of my favorite movies. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Ned? Ned? <laughs> <laughs> Ned Ryerson? Yeah. Oh, no. What? Uh, uh, Ned, and then he punches him. He punches him, Right yeah. in the face. Yeah, punches him. <laughs> and speaking of Denzel movies, remember the Titans Denzel, Will Patton, Ryan Gosling, Wood Harris, Hayden Panettiere, Hart, Ryan Hurst. The true story of a newly appointed African-American coach and his high school team on their first season as a racially integrated unit. Catch it in theaters. Relive that 20 years ago when yeah. it came out. Unbelievable. And if you want to find out even more information about it, check out our past issues, issues our past episodes <laughs> of the movie zone where we talked about Remember the Titans. We sure did. Speaking of... 
Denzel once again. Coming up on the other side of our first break here, we'll get your poll question responses, your favorite and least favorite Denzel Washington movies. That's tough. We'll get a this week's lesson in music history from Johnny Lightfoot, and then we'll get you ready for From the Archives when we wrap up the show following that. So coming up next, segment two right here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to segment two of the Movie Zone. I will be Johnny Lifeboat during this segment, (laughs) and I think you should be Austin Horton. Fine. I've typecast again. I Sorry. The roll fits. What is this we're listening to? This is the Dandy Warhols. Great name for a band. Great name for a band, obviously taken from the name Andy Warhol. But this is probably one of the most popular bands that not many people have heard of. I think people have heard their music but didn't realize it was them. Like this song. I've heard this song and didn't know this was the Dandy Warhols. Exactly. You know their music. You just don't know who did it. Uh, a, A band that I think is better than the uh their popularity would say i would say so too i yeah. think i think they have I've, I've listened to a lot of their songs uh, but this is actually one of my first exposures to them was do, was during this segment and learning about the the music for this but i really like it why'd you choose dandy warhols for i our went with dandy warhols in music history because when i looked at our throwback movie this was the only band i've heard of on the soundtrack <laughs> there's a lot of unknowns and little knowns are there very much. And this is the one you'd heard of. This is the one I've heard of. So this is the Dandy Warhols formed in Portland, Oregon, when singer Courtney Taylor Taylor. Yes, he huh? he added the second hyphen or the first hyphen and the second Taylor. Why? I don't know. Courtney Taylor Taylor. Weird. Met guitarist Pete Holdstrom while he was studying sociology, physiology, and music. At Cascade College, Taylor Taylor, that's kind of annoying, Yeah, <laughs> worked as a mechanic after graduating and also played drums in a local band called Heroes Rome before the Dandy Warhols took off. Now, this is back in 1994. This is probably, I would say, the height of grunge and, and independent and underground music Okay, was coming on. Yeah, probably, especially being from Portland. Yes. As mentioning, the Dandy Warhols formed in 1994, but had trouble finding a bass player. After unsuccessful attempt... I know a guy. Yes, me too. (laughs) After an unsuccessful attempt to get lead singer Courtney Taylor, Taylor's girlfriend, to play the instrument, (laughs) the band invited Zia... Zia? Zia. 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 Zia McCabe... McCabe. ...to join the band after Taylor Taylor... After Taylor Taylor met her while she was working at a coffee shop. And she played the bass? I thought she was the keyboardist. Played bass. Oh, okay. Now, David Bowie personally hired this band to play his Meltdown Festival in 2002. No big deal. And then Bowie also joined the band on stage to perform White Light, White Heat during that gig. Wow. And later in 2003, the Dandies... You like that? The yeah. Dandies later supported Bowie on his reality tour. 
Unbelievable. They went out with David Bowie on tour. How cool would that have been? And what are they doing now? They released a record in 2019, and I don't know much more than that. I know that Zia McCabe is a real estate agent in Portland. So no longer the bass player? She's the uh, owner of A to Zia Real Estate. Nice. That's why I know her name's pronounced Zia. Well, the Dandy Wars Hall's record, 13 Tells from Bohemia, and the single Bohemian Like You, one of the band's definitive songs, peaked at number 28 on Billboard's alternative song chart in the U.S. Wow. So again... You've heard their songs, you just didn't know who it was. Uh, they sang the uh, theme song for the Veronica Mars show. You're right, well, they did. I guess Veronica Mars used their song, We Used to Be Friends, as its theme song. Right. And you know, that can be very popular. Think of Friends, the, the, the sitcom Friends. The Rembrandts? That song was not written for Friends. No, and it's... It's that... Do you hear that song? It's Friends. And the Rembrandts, they wrote that one song because that show used it. Right. To fame and fortune. Right. Name one other song by the Rembrandts. You cannot. You know, it's funny. If I hear that song on the radio, I go, why are they playing the Friends soundtrack? (laughs) Oh, there's our uh, this week's lesson in music history, the Dandy Warhols. An obscure one, but still a good one. Uh, Yeah, but I I think obscure is okay. Obscure is good. And it ties into our From the Archives, which we'll get to in segment three. Yes, it does. Right now, though, it's your time to shine. Hop on Twitter at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot One, at Zone Sports Net. We asked you... What is your favorite and least favorite Denzel Washington movie? I love these questions, Austin. You're getting very thought-provoking on this (laughs) because this is is difficult. It's hard to come up with a not-favorite Denzel. Yeah, well, and that's the whole point is – I don't want me I don't want my answer for the least favorite to make it sound like I don't like that movie. Right. I do. Just, I just don't it's not my favorite. Right. It's just not your favorite. Like my I would probably say one of my favorite see one of my favorites. My favorite is probably Training Day. Oh, I love that movie. He is so like evil. Although that. the rewatchable level isn't because of the twist that you don't know about. Correct. Anyway. Correct. Uh Jessica with a good response. Her favorite is Man on Fire. Yeah. And least favorite, Fences, although he was incredible in that role, it's just better as a play than a movie. Now, that's the one that came, it won about, it was just nominated. Just a couple years ago. Yeah, nominated for a bunch of awards. Yeah, and it's tough. It's a tough yes, watch. Yes, it is. Chris says his favorite Denzel movie is Glory. Of mm. course, love that movie. Least favorite, The Preacher's Wife, which is still a great movie. Still a good movie. Uh, Dan says his favorite is Training Day, mm-hmm. like Johnny. Least favorite, which is still a favorite because there's no such thing as a bad Denzel movie. You're right, Dan. Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea here. Is probably Safe House. I've never seen Safe House. I don't know that one either. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure what I'll that have is. I see that. Brandon says American Gangster and Training Day are the best. Out of Time is his least favorite. I don't know that I've seen Out of Time. I'm trying to recall. It's ringing a bell I'd with me. I have to look that one pictures. up too. Uh, Wild Turkey, Wild Turkey Fart Blunt <laughs> says his favorite Denzel movie, Equalizer. Uh huh. Uh huh. Least favorite, Out of Time, like Brandon. Yeah. Brad, Magnificent Seven is his best, says Brad. Doesn't give us a least favorite. Okay. Because it's hard to do. Ryan, his favorite is Remember the Titans. Least favorite, Book of Eli, but there aren't any bad ones. That's the whole idea here, uh, Ryan. And Book of Eli. Yeah, one of his yeah. one of his least one of his least uh, favorites for me, but still a great movie. That I think Book of Eli and John Q. 
Get out of here with that nonsense. Did you by like the John way. Q? There's a bunch. We'll get to a bunch more people's uh, answers, but yeah, there's a bunch of people that say John Q is their least favorite, and I love that movie. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, DJ says favorite is Remember the Titans because it's such a rememberable. Uh, I think you mean memorable. Such a horrible. Movie. A memorable role and Fences because he played the role perfectly. Yeah. Least favorite is Out of Time. He spends the whole movie running, and I just didn't feel like it was his best performance. Okay. Rob, three favorites. Oh. So Rob's cheating. Okay. Crimson Tide, Remember the Titans, and yes, Malcolm X. He, he was mm-hmm. great as Malcolm X. Wow. Least favorite, and here's my, my, this is my answer too for least favorite. Okay. Rob, I didn't think anyone else would say this movie, but me and Rob, we're right here, right here, uh, one mind. Least favorite day, Denzel movie is Deja Vu. It's where he's in New Orleans. He's a police officer. I've seen this, yes. Uh, it's got... Uh, I didn't know uh, that was the name of the movie. Uh, it's got... Uh, how was it? Rachel Patton, is that her name? Uh, and uh, the Adam uh, Goldberg from uh, Saving Private Ryan and uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. They've figured out time travel. Right. And how he can... Oh, and Jim Caviezel, of course, is the bad guy. You can go back in time... And prevent a crime from happening, yeah. kind of like Minority Report, right? But so it's just Minority thinking. Report is stopping it from happening. And this is going back and stop really well. It's the same thing. It's going back and redoing history so it doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kellen, his favorite Denzel is going with Man on Fire, but it's a tough call. And then he says, kind of a cheap answer, but my least favorite is Equalizer Two, <laughs> which is a cheap answer. Ugh. I forgot there was a sequel to Equalizer. I think every, I think even a Denzel sequelizer, did. Yeah. a sequelizer. Super Kirk <laughs> says Glory is his best, no question. Cameron favorites are Training Day, Remember the Titans, and He Got Game. Ooh, least favorite is Virtuosity. I haven't seen Virtuosity. I don't even know what that is. Mm-mm. Brad says his favorite is Magnificent, Magnificent Seven and Unstoppable. Now, Unstoppable, the train that won't stop. Right. Uh, it's a really, really, really... He's the conductor, right? And it's a true story. Yeah. But it's made so fantastically that a lot of people didn't like it. It's like speed, but on a train. <laughs> His least favorite, though, uh, according or from uh, Brad, is Training Day. Least favorite? That's what Brad says. Wow. Okay. Too much violence, maybe for for Brad. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like what you said earlier. The you can only see it once. Oh, maybe. Ward goes with Man on Fire is probably my favorite, mm-hmm. as does the Kent Pearson. But his least favorite is Out of Time. The Equalizer for uh, favorite from Aaron. Least favorite Training Day. How about this though? Dow Pal says I love Two Guns. Hilarious. I don't know. And that his is. least favorite is Heart Condition. Both Denzel movies that I've never heard of. Same. But I've looked them up. They're real. I believe it. Yeah, but I've never heard of them. Jared replies with heart condition. Don't you mean John Q? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blair Red. Remember the Titans is his favorite. His least favorite is John Q. I responded with, oh, man, I love John Q. He said, just didn't do it for me. The gun misfiring when he tried to commit suicide. James Wood is the doctor. The switcheroo at the end. You're my hero. Too cheesy. Yeah, you may be the other one that likes it. But Chris responded with, John Q is cheesy, but remember the Titans isn't, which is a really, really Ooh, good point. Yeah. And uh, finally, mm. uh, Gary Joe with a gif of the little kid from John Q doing the muscles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Chris Norton says, Glory is his most powerful. John Q is my favorite. Preacher's wife is his worst. Okay. 
I, I can get on board with the equalizer, uh, John Q and the preacher's wife being the, the least favorites. I really can, but training day is up there. Even the one where he was the pilot. What was the one where he was the pilot just a few years ago? Oh, Flight. Flight. Great movie. Great movie, yeah, but often overlooked. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Has has Denzel won any awards? Yep. Best oh, yeah. actor in a leading yeah. role uh, for Glory, I believe. Oh, no, Training Day. Mm-hmm. Training Day, uh, supporting actor for Glory. Uh, anyway, a Tony Award. Oh, come on. The guy is... The guy is the uh, one of the top ten legends of all time. Absolutely. And like we've said, and the whole point of your question, it's kind of like a Tom Hanks movie. There's not really a bad one. Well, Tom Hanks has a couple bad ones. But not Larry really. Crown. It was still Tom Hanks. Nah, it, was it was still good. Terrible. Uh, but yeah, the, the point being. Point being is. Favorite, least favorite, not favorite, worst. Right. Still being that if Denzel's in a movie, it's going to be at least good. Do you know what I mean? Not not necessarily great, but at least good. Yep, absolutely. All right, so there you go. That was our poll question this week. Your favorite and least favorite Denzel Washington movies. Before we get to segment three on the other side of a break, actually before we get to the break, I should say, mm. it's time to strike up the orchestra once again for This Is Your Life. And this week's uh, profile goes out to Matt Dillon. Yep. This Is Your Life. Tell us about Matt Dillon, Johnny. Matthew Raymond Dillon, born February 18th, 1964, is an actor and film director. I bet you didn't know he directed. I didn't, no. He made his featured film debut in Over the Edge in 19, uh, sorry, 1979 and established himself as a, quote, teen idol by starring in films such as My Bodyguard, 1980, Little Darlings, 1980, Rumblefish, 1983, and I think everyone knows this one, The Outsiders, yep, yep, also sure. in 83, The Flamingo Kid, and then from the late 1980s onward, Dylan achieved further success starring in 1989's Drugstore Cowboy, 1998's Something About Mary, Wild Things in 1998, and in a 1991 article, movie critic Roger Ebert referred to him as the best actor within his age group along with Sean Penn. Now there's a reason we chose Matt Dillon and it's because one of those movies you just read off will be our subject for From the Archives coming up next segment. Correct. Matt Dillon or Kevin Dillon? Who's funnier? Oh, His brother Kevin, of course. He, which was an entourage. Played right? Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I don't think Matt Dillon's that funny. Okay. Did you ever see You, Me, and Dupree? Yes, I did. He's hilarious in that movie. Oh, absolutely. But it's a stupid movie. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I don't see him as that. I mean, I see him as the singles guy, you know, when he's in the singles. I see him as uh, Crash. You see him as Pony Boy in yeah. uh, The Outside. I mean, his most successful film by far is 2004's Crash, as I just mentioned. Yeah. He was nominated for six Academy Awards, out of which he took home three. That's pretty good. That's not bad at all. The film was made for a modest budget of $7 million but brought in $98 million at the box office. All right. That's huge. Huge. And, of course, in 1999, he was awarded MTV Movie Award for Best F Villain for Romantic Comedies, There's Something About Mary. And speaking of There's Something About Mary, coming up on the other side of the break, we're going to get some little-known facts or unknown facts about Something About Mary as we dive into the movie archives Johnny, uh, Matt Dillon, your favorite Matt Dillon movie, is it something about Mary? 
and singles. I think singles. Is, I think they're kind of on on par with each other right there. Well, we'll talk about more uh, coming up next as we go from the archives, focusing on something about Mary next here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You got a great car. Yeah, what's wrong with it today? I used to have one too, baby. Oh, come and have a look. I really love Final segment this week here on the Movie Zone. He's Johnny. I'm Austin, and you're listening to our this week's lesson in music history uh, subject, the Dandy Warhols. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of their their more popular, well known songs. Songs you know, but yep. you might not have known who it was. And why did we choose them for this week's lesson in music history? Because today's from the archives subject is little known or unknown facts about there's something about Mary. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. Biggest role of her career, probably. I mean, it launched her onto the scene, really. Oh, for sure it did. For sure it did. Well, in 1998, the Farley brothers, Bobby and Peter, released Something About Mary, a rated R comedy with a runtime of 119 minutes. And this, again, like we talked last week, this is a movie that you see on TV a lot, so you might not really realize it's rated R because you see it on TV, which they've edited everything out. It is starring Cameron Diaz, Matt Dillon, Ben Stiller, Chris Elliott, and even Sarah Silverman has some roles in this movie. She does, yep, yep. It had a budget of $23 million and a worldwide gross of $369 million. That is wow. massive. Wow, wow. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 83% by critics, but fans only gave it 61%. Okay. I don't get that. This is one of the funniest movies that came out in the 90s. Hands down, everyone knows this movie. Everyone has probably seen this movie. But the Farley brothers, after the financial losses suffered from the movie Kingpin, the Farley brothers thought their next film, this one, would be their last. Kingpin didn't do well, huh? Didn't do that well. And it's considered one of their best movies ever. Right. So they decided to go all out on this movie. Hey, if this is going to be our last movie, then everything in the kitchen sink is going in this movie. Okay. So they, they set out to deliver the most hysterically hysterical sorry comedy that they could dream of when this film became a box office smash hit, which it was, obviously by the dollars it brought in, the Farley's career were safe and they kept making great movies. So did this come out before Dumb and Dumber? No. No, after. Dumb and Dumber is their best movie. You think so? I think so. Yeah, it's definitely the one that they've had more sequels about. Well, that that's <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. That's one of their that's probably their worst movie, the Dumb and Dumber 2. But anyway. Oh, and 3. But the Farley brothers know how to make some good movies. Now, uh Matt Damon and Cameron Diaz were actually dating in real life during the filming of this what? movie. Yeah. Wow. They'd been together 3 years but broke up almost immediately after the movie was 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 released. So this is not like a curtain Goldie moment where uh it made them stronger. I think this movie made them not as strong as a couple. They found out, man, maybe I shouldn't work with the person I'm dating. Yeah, and, and those those Hollywood couples never work out, really. True. So. True. Now, everyone knows the famous zipper scene. Ugh, do we have to talk about it? Well, the zipper scene Ugh. is based on an actual incident that oh. happened with the Farley's brothers 
par- and the parents of them had to help a young man who caught himself in his zipper at one of his sister's parties. No way. Yes. Real life. That's terrible. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> Move on. Oh, by the way, you said Matt Damon. You meant Matt Dillon, Matt right? Dillon. Okay. Sorry. That's why I was so surprised. I'm sorry. Matt Dillon and Cameron Diaz dated in real life. Yeah, and let's forget we talked about the zipper scene. That's a real... <laughs> that really happened to somebody? That really happened. So, I, I, well, never mind. I was going to share a personal story, but nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like that. Okay. So, Peter, according to Peter Farley, the director, Cameron Diaz... So, okay, as you know, Cameron Diaz would go to, uh, like, a golf ball hitting place, like in the movie a lot, <laughs> Driving right? range. Driving range, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently they hired a stand-in actor for her to do that. However, Cameron had a better swing, so uh-huh. they used her instead. So the stand-in actress got fired. She got fired. For not being able to golf. <laughs> yes. And now it says here, Drew Bledsoe and Steve Young were originally offered the role of Mary's NFL ex-boyfriend, that went to Brett Favre. And as Steve Young's people tell the story, it wasn't good for his clean homeboy Mormon image yes. at the time. Yes, it was. So Brett Favre stepped in and said, I'm I'll take that. To, I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll take that. Now, you mentioned Dumb and Dumber, which was in 1994, four years before this movie. But the Farleys, the main characters in that movie, also fight over a woman named Mary. Uh huh, yeah. Who in real life's name is Mary. Right. So I wonder I wonder if they maybe really did this. I wonder if they fought over a girl. I mean they're brothers, so I wonder if they both had a crush on a girl named Mary and that they throw it in their movies now. Do you have siblings? I do. I have a brother and sister. Did uh, are you close in age with your brother? No, no, ten and oh, okay. twelve years apart. So you didn't have that uh no. that because uh, yes. my brother and I were two years apart. And there was a stretch where he was a sophomore and I was a senior in high school where we dated the same girl in the same year. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, looking back on it, I'm like, that's icky. That's weird. But it happened. I'm going to come pick you up for the date. You know where it is. And it wasn't. When you dated my brother, same house I'm in. She was really our, (laughs) she was, she really was and is a good friend that we, you know, in high school, it doesn't, it's high school. Sure, it's high school. And nothing. So, anyways, but I, I can see where brothers, si- sisters, siblings, they could have a little rivalry going on on the romantic oh, side. Oh, could they ever? I think they did. Well, this is kind of a long quote, but I want to read it from Matt Dillon. <laughs> Not Damon. <laughs> Matt Dillon said on making There's Something About Mary. Well, quote, well, there was. That was probably the most fun I ever had on a set. It was a big party. It was the first time I'd ever worked with two directors who were brothers, or just brothers in general, and it was really great. They're both so creative. A lot of what you see is stuff that came up on the spot, I, I, and I love to improvise. So basically, and this is end quote here, so basically, while they were shooting, they had a script, but the Farley brothers would say, why don't you try this? Yeah, that sounds about right. And then they went with it, and yeah. that's what they kept. And I, I kind of like that idea. I think- Working from the cuff is where you get the magic. <laughs> and especially when you're someone like the Farleys. Where oh, you, have yeah. that, you have that actual biological chemistry going on where you can work better on the fly than in planned. And uh, yeah, that, that and the ad lib. There's a lot of ad libs in this movie as well, too. Which most of the well-known scenes, the, the lines are ad lib. Right. And when you have 
character actors like or character actors, but comedic actors like Ben Stiller, you gotta let him fly a little bit. Oh, you've got to. You can't no. just hold him to the script. Well, Ben Stiller, my lookalike, is just awesome. Look like I have a Ben. Stiller You're a mix look. of Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. And little Nikki, going back to segment <laughs> one. <laughs> nice. All right, we got about a minute left here. Well, just continuing on with what Matt, Matt Dillon said about the making of this movie, he said it was a great experience, and I remember it like it was the shortest hours I've ever worked. Wow. I'll never remember ever working a better circumstance. Wow. You know, that's a compliment. Oh, yeah. To, to say, oh, it wasn't long hours, and then you look and go, wow, we were here 18 hours today? It felt like two. Right. It, that just shows that you really enjoy what you do, and that who, movie- who you do it with. And that yeah. movie is awesome. Now, speaking of ad-libs, I don't know if this is true, but I'm guessing based on reading this about how they just said, let's try something, the hair gel scene was probably an ad-lib. We're going to leave it at that, because that's that's a scene that uh, I've not, I have not seen something about Mary no. all the way through. I've seen just seen the scene. big scenes, and yeah. that, I've seen that scene. Yeah. And yeah. I'll be real with you. I could have done without <laughs> it. I could have. All well, right. That's why the Farleys did this movie. They, they threw everything in they could. Yeah, well, they should have thrown that one out. <laughs> Too gross for me. Johnny, good job, buddy. Good, good show this week. Thank you, sir. Same to you. Uh, he's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. We'll be back in one week's time for yes, more movie chatter and chatter about the movies. And next week, we need to talk about a brand new uh, uh, trailer that just dropped this week. Ooh, a week-long tease from Johnny Lightfoot. Get us on Twitter, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot1. We'll be back in one week right here on The Movie Zone.